Tonight was the season premiere of Monday Night Raw. Was it any good? I'll tell you as I review Monday Night Raw for the week of September 30th, 2019 on WrestleDown. Hey guys, are you ready for your hot tag? Because if you are, it's definitely time to warp. Hi, I'm Lisa Marie, and you're watching The Wrestle Gamer on WGS TV. What's up, guys? I'm the Wrestle Gamer. Welcome back to another episode of Wrestle Down right here on WGS TV. Going to solo this week, my usual uh, co host, my usual partner in crime, the studly man Ashley, is indisposed uh, this week. Lord knows he probably got a little bit sick after watching tonight's Monday Night Raw. Also, want to remind you, hey, I'm wearing it. I'm wearing it. I told you, uh, Miss Elise, I was going to remind you. However,. Tonight was the season premiere of Monday Night Raw. So they gave Raw a fresh coat of paint, in a sense, with a new stage, return of Pyro, and a new commentary team of Vic Joseph, Dio Madden, and Jerry the King Lawler. However, the new opening theme for Raw just doesn't fit from my perspective. Now, you would think WWE would do something big for their season premiere and put together a decent show. Did they do that tonight? To answer that question, let's talk about Raw. Rey Mysterio would kick things off. One would think to cut a promo for his Universal Championship match with Rollins, but he started to mention his son Dominic, and then for some unknown reason, Bork Laser and Paul Heyman would make their presence known. And then things went to heck for the former world champion as Bork went on the rampage with several fives to Mysterio. Bork would then notice Dominic in the crowd and yanked him into ringside and would ram him back first into the steel pulse and then threw him into the ring. Laser would uh, give Dominic a German suplex and gave both Ray and his son another suplex before leaving ringside. Now if this showed anything to me is that Dominic can definitely take a bump. But it also provided what I feel was a much-needed shock value for a really good start. Opening match was Sasha Banks taking on Alexa Bliss, who had Pyro! But then Becky Lynch made her presence known, along with her steampunk entrance back in a way on commentary. However, that wouldn't last very long, because Banks and Becky star stared each other down, Banks from the ring and Becky on the commentator's table, where she stayed for the rest of the match. Banks would, get a uh, would steal a win with a dirty pin on Bliss, and then here would come the Raw Women's Champion to the ring, where they would have a brief confrontation before Banks would retreat to the crowd, and Becky got on the mic cutting a promo for their match at Hell in a Cell. Also, did anyone, note, did anyone notice the random siren during the match? I kind of felt like Scott Steiner was about to make an appearance with a hot mic. Up next, the Raw Tag Team Championship were on the line as Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler defended the titles against Otis and Tucker of Heavy Machinery. Technically, Heavy Machinery are billed as a SmackDown tag team, but WWE went ahead and put the SmackDown Tag Team Championships on the Revival, who are billed as a Raw tag team, so you never know. Match was okay, but every time I see Otis, I don't know whether to laugh, cry, or bleach my eyeballs. 
Heavy Machinery was set to finish off Rude with the Compactor when Ziggler came into the ring with a super kick to Tucker and then went to Otis, who was still holding Rude at the time, and then left him wide open for the glorious DDT from Rude as Ziggler and Rude pick up the win and retain the Raw Tag Team Championships. Up next, it was Miz TV with Hulk Hogan, Jimmy Hart, and Ric Flair as Mrs. Guest. First off, Kevin Dunn, you had only one job, and you didn't do that right. Ric Flair is a 16-time world champion, not a 17-time world champion. Hogan and Flair would then exchange some jabs at each other, but we would find out that at Crown Jewel on October 31st, Hulk Hogan will coach one team and Flair will coach the other in a 5-on-5 elimination style tag team match. So basically it's Survivor Series come early. Also didn't we have a Team Flair versus Team Hogan lethal lockdown match a few years ago? Anyway, it was revealed that Seth Rollins would be Hogan's team captain and Randy Orton would be Flair's team captain. Orton would then challenge Rollins to a captain's match, whatever the hell that means, but they would never really get underway because King Corbin came out to start and started to assault Rollins with the scepter. It was a two-on-one beatdown until Rusev, of all people, came out to make the save, so it stands to reason that Rusev is on Team Hogan with Corbin on Team Flair. Backstage, Rusev said nobody else came out to help Rollins from the beatdown, which logically led to Rusev challenging Rollins for the Universal Championship. Also, Rusev said the words, Trouble at home in his promo concerning Lana. Wonder what that could mean. Up next, it was the Viking Raiders taking on the OC. Again. I mean, didn't we see this last week? So other than time filler, what was the point of the match? Ivar would come off the top rope with a splash onto Luke Gallows to pick up the win for the Raiders. Just really not much to talk about here. Backstage, Cesaro had some less-than-savory comments concerning Rey Mysterio and his son Dominic, which prompted a response by Ricochet, which led to the next match. Now, Cesaro and Ricochet have had some decent matches in the past, especially on Raw, so I had my hopes up for a somewhat decent match out of them tonight, and it was okay. It wasn't a five-star quality match, but for Raw standards, it was okay. Ricochet would connect with a somersault Hurricane Rana, or the West Coast Pop, as was put, on commentary to pick up the win over Cesaro, and I wonder if Cesaro was missing Sheamus right now. Up next, it was the Firefly Funhouse, where Ramblin' Rabbit died from fear, as Bray Wyatt described what the Hell in the Cell match is going to be like to the other characters in the Funhouse. That's pretty much it. Up next, the United States Championship was on the line as AJ Styles. I say boo, because this man should have his pyro back defended the title against Cedric Alexander, and this was a really good match to watch. Cedric and Styles have been going back and forth for several weeks and, and have had some really, really good matches to watch, and tonight was no different. Even in a losing effort, Cedric still looked good out there. Styles' transition into the Styles Clash was so fluid that you just had to sit back and say wow to it. Styles picks up the win and retains the United States Championship. Up next, it was Lacey Evans taking on Natalia. Why? I don't know. For the past two or three weeks, I have literally not cared about this rivalry at all. Evans is still green as goose shit, and yet, how is she on the main roster? Someone please answer that question for me. Evans picks up the win with the Okada roll and a handful of the bedazzled tights of Natalia, and then knocks her out with the woman's right. 
a limo would pull up backstage. Now, with the rumors circulating that John Morrison is coming back, could this be the moment they pulled the trigger? Could this be the night where we see John Morrison, the former ECW champion, make his return to WWE? Up next, the Universal Championship was on the line as Seth Rollins defended the title against Rusev. First off, I need to mention that Randy Orton and King Corbin were on the stage for the entire duration of the match and did fuck all. So please explain to me the logic behind that. What purpose did it serve to have them on the stage doing nothing? Now, Rusev and Rollins would go back and forth in a semi-decent match. Rollins would go for a gamble with a springboard, but Rusev would catch him with the Machka kick on the way down. And then uh, Bobby Lashley's music hits, and I frowned. Raw had been somewhat decent without this two-bit hack of a heel. But now he's back, and he's with Lana, and they made out on the stage. Hold on. Stop everything. Stop everything. There's a flag on the plane. We need to go to our referee for the call. Referee? Personal file. 69. Offense. He was giving them the business. He played it out. Really, WWE. And my, my only response is, who booked this crap? Really. You bring Lana and Lashley back. All that build-up with the limousine and whatnot. And it was just that. Even with The Fiend attacking Rollins to end Raw, couldn't save how bad this ending was. So now, time for overall score and thoughts. Off, I'm going to give props to the new Raw commentary team of Big Joseph, Dio Madden, and Jerry the King Lawler for a good job tonight. Beyond that, tonight's show left a bitter taste in my mouth. Bork attacking Ray and his son gave the show some shock value, per se. Sasha and Lexa was okay, and Dio had a good shot at Becky's ass when she was on the table. Rude and Ziggler retaining the Raw tag team titles made sense over heavy machinery with the draft coming up. Seeing Hogan and Flair on Miz TV certainly had the nostalgia value, but hearing about Crown Jewel on Halloween makes me want to cry. Please let the Viking Raiders beat up the Authors of Pain so it will stop those stupid vignettes. Is Cesaro stealing from Aiden English's wardrobe? I enjoyed Cedric vs. AJ for the US title. Can we please bump Lacey Evans back down to FCW? And does anybody really give a shit about Lash Lashley and Lana and the tonsil hockey contest they had on the stage. Not me. Overall score of Raw gets a 2 out of 5, with best match of the night going to AJ versus Cedric for the US title, with worst segment going to Lashley and Lana. Seriously, we were expecting a John Morrison to come out possibly, and yet we got Lashley, who can't get himself over as a heel, and Lana, who can't work a match to save her life. Why bring these two back? Please, guys. Tell me in the comment section below. I want to hear what you guys have to say. What were your picks for best and worst match or segment? What are your overall scores? I definitely want to hear what you guys have to say. Be sure you put them in the comment section below. If you guys like this video, be sure you slam that like button. Like a champ. And if you guys want to see more of WrestleDown right here on WGS-TV, you know the two ways you got to do it. You got to leg drop the subscribe button and hit that bell icon to turn on notifications. That way you guys will never miss out. And another video right here in my channel, because if you do, 
there'll be a flag on the plate, and referee, referee, if they miss out, what's the call? Personal foul, 69, offense. He was giving them the business. He played it out. So make sure you don't give them the business by staying tuned to right here on WGS-TV with more of Russell Down. So with that being said, I am your friendly neighborhood, Russell Gary, reminding all of you guys out there to just stay awesome. Bye, guys!